but thank you for joining us today uh, it's been a great day enjoying some good weather um, we've had we're waiting for a few people to jump on that said they want to be here so uh, just give us a few minutes but while they're jumping on just want to let you know that we have our YouTube channel up and running uh, it's also live there now if you can't see it on Facebook I'd rather see YouTube it's there um, so feel free to join in place and also hit that share button down there and share the podcast and and uh, get other people on because tonight's going to be a great night we've got a special guest today here and you see this beautiful lady next to me this is my wife Dawn say hello Dawn hi uh, so she'd be with us also if you would like to send me a message a uh, prayer request or anything you could uh, put it in the comments below or you can use my email address the power of the word of God 28601 at gmail.com just uh, send me an email and I'll reply back to you or you can send me an instant message on uh, Facebook uh, whatever prayer request you have feel free to send it and we'll add you to our list because um, I believe that God will answer your prayer if we will just ask he said we ask not because we ask amiss so nothing that we can ask uh, God he can do it it doesn't matter so uh, while we have a few more minutes um, we will not have a broadcast next week so we'll skip next week and we'll have one the week after um, so uh, be much in prayer uh, let people know about it and uh, we will uh, get back on the air then okay just a few more moments and uh, if you're on, if you'll type down in the comments on Facebook, let me know where you're listening from and um, say hi. I'll say hi back to you. I'm not shy. <laughs> uh, still doing some improvements on our sound. Um, it's still a little different than what I want, but uh, we're getting there. It's, it's a new experience and we're trying to step out on God and uh, have faith and he's uh, doing some great things and and I really want to do what he wants me to do so let's get started um, I think it was a week ago that uh, you came to me and and asked about sharing your testimony now folks if you don't know my wife she's not one to talk about herself she likes to keep a lot of thing to herself um, and she don't talk a lot even to me <laughs> um, and uh, so when she came to me and asked if she could do it share a testimony I thought it'd be great because this topic is something that is widely spread it happens uh, to a lot of people um, and that is depression uh, depression it's a mental illness uh, it you know a lot of people think it has to do with your emotions yes and no but depression is defined as a mental illness and it affects everybody in different ways um, it's involves your emotions your thinking or your behavior um, and 
if you're not careful, it can destroy your life. It can make you think things that uh, you wouldn't normally think about. And that's the way the enemy uh, does. I want to share a scripture right quick before we get much further. It's found in John 10 and 10. And it simply says, A thief only has one thing in mind. That he wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you can expect. I can't even read it so small. Um, live in his fullness until you overflow. That scripture is found in John 10.10. 10, and that's the Passion Version. I like the way the Passion read, uh, reads that. Because he's here to give us abundance. And the enemy is here to kill, steal, destroy in any way that he can. That's his job. So like I said, depression is common. It's like a common cold. Um, anybody can get it. And it affects people of all backgrounds. Yes, it affects Christians too. Um, people will say, well, you know, if you're Christian, you shouldn't be, shouldn't be depressed. Well, it happens. Um, that's the way that the enemy can get to us. He uses our mind. He can, he can put things in our mind and cause us to think things. He may not can touch our soul, but he can afflict our mind by the things he tells us. And tonight, I'm, I'm not going to do all the talking, but we're going to let my beautiful wife here uh, share with us. And I've got some questions for her that I'm going to ask her, and she's going to ask it. Uh, but I want her to take off here and, and just start and share what she has, and then I'll give her some questions, and uh, we'll go from there, okay? Are you ready, honey? Sure. Go for it. So going back to what Glenn said, um, after going through this and talking to him about sharing with you guys, I went back and, and looked up um, some information. Uh, there are several different kinds of depression. Uh, yes, like he said, um, they do affect your mind and your emotions, but there's also chemical imbalances in your body that come at times, um, which, you know, may need medication. So I don't want to take away from that at all tonight. I'm just sharing uh, my part. And uh, the, the sad thing is, when I was looking at this, over 16 million people have been diagnosed with depression. The majority of those, it says, are women. And then 3.2%, which is comes out to 1.9 million children between the ages of 7 and 16. This is a real issue. And so I just wanted to share because I've heard um, over the last few months um, from several different people um, about even you know children going through depression, women, uh, uh, people ending their lives because of it. It's it's very sad. Um, so I just wanted to come on tonight and share and maybe be able to help someone if it's just one person. Well, that's you know. I think sometimes depression 
is kind of misdiagnosed sometimes. Sometimes we think it's a health issue because we're tired, uh, we're forgetting things, uh, we may have a low iron deficiency or some kind of vitamin deficiency and we'll overlook it sometimes and then sometimes it will come to on us so fast that it's done gripped us where we can really have a hand on it. Um, and I think it's important for us to realize signs. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have an idea you were getting to go through something like this? No. And I even went back after this and I thought, you know, when when did this start? And I really cannot put um, uh, pinpoint a time uh, that it actually did start. I do believe that it was sometime last year. And the reason I say that, if you remember at Christmas time, and everybody that knows me knows I absolutely love yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. I, I had even told Glenn that I just was ready for it to get over with and done. I just wanted to get through it. And um, so it was sometime before that. Now, there's different things that can cause depression. Uh, stresses in life, issues that's going on in families. You know, kids being bullied at school, divorce, money issues. There's just all kinds of things that can happen. I don't know if it is, but last year was a very, very stressful year uh, for me at work. And there was a lot of things that transpired. There was a lot of days that I came home and cried. I was ready to just quit. Um, And and I honestly don't know if, if that's even what caused it. But the one thing that I think about is I didn't realize it till I was way into the middle of it. And I feel like, you know, how the enemy does sometimes is just little by little and he sees where there's an open door and then bam, you're in the middle. And that's, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Uh, he's sneaky like that. He he just he'll sneak up on you. I mean, because as Christians, we hear the word depression, we'll immediately think, well, we're just evil, you know, that Christians shouldn't be depressed. But I remember, and it's so funny that we're talking about this. I just got through reading a book that is, if you haven't read it and don't know about it, you need to get it. It's called. Um, here that book right there it's called the life of a dead man um, it's by Caleb Pierce uh, one of the best books he's written but he talks about Elijah and we all know Elijah he was a great man of God and he had just come through out of victory uh, where he defeated a bunch of soldiers and everything and then Jezebel wanted his head and he took off and fled. You know, it doesn't matter how victorious you are in a battle and how much joy you have. This just goes to show you that enemy can attack at any time and cause you to run. And Elijah had got to a place that he had ran and hid in a cave. He was so depressed and so let down because somebody was after him. Uh, so you can be a minister, somebody that's very spiritual, but the enemy, like we said in the beginning, 
he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah, and he works on your mind. Yeah, and that's the place that he attacks. Yeah. He can't take our body. He right. can't take our soul. He told, he asked Jesus about Job. Job said, you can do anything you wanted to, but you couldn't touch his soul. You know, and that's where he works at. Uh, so if you've heard any of my podcasts before, our very first uh, one was talking about our heart is fixed. In other words, our minds and our heart is set on things above. When we keep those things set on him, then it's hard for the enemy to attack our mind. But we're in real life, guys. Things happen in everyday life. And sometimes, I'm, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I will allow my everyday life yeah. to affect my spirit. Um, and I have to get it back in, under control. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes if we let it go so far, depression or pressure or whatever you want to call can set in. Yeah. Um, so did you have any warning signs? Now that I look back, I think I did. But I thought, because even the prior year, I had, I had a couple surgeries. And so when I was tired and, you know, come home in the evenings and, you know, I'd I was exhausted and I would go to bed early and then mm -hmm. it got to the point to where you know like on the weekends I just wanted to stay home I didn't want to go anywhere I didn't want to go out to eat I didn't I didn't want to do anything and then it just continued from there I finally got to the point where I, I didn't want to go to church I, I didn't want I even on Saturday nights I would be like I do not want to cook in the morning because I cook at church on Saturday, I mean on Sunday mornings for the leaders and, and their kids because we're there for two services. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And then I would feel bad for even thinking that. And so by the, the time that, that I realized what was going on, I was in the midst of this and I was feeling like, for me, I was feeling like I was out in the middle of the ocean that I felt like I was drowning and I was trying to keep my head above water. Yes, I would go to work every day. I would put my smile on, didn't want to, didn't feel like it, but I knew I had a job to do. And if you know me, if there's something that I'm supposed to be doing, I'm gonna do it, I'm that stubborn. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. I get that from, from both my parents. But I'm gonna do it just like, and I'll be honest with you, having to go to church and cook, that's what kept me going to church because I knew that I had told them I would do it and I was there but it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I was still there hearing the word I was still in the midst of praise and worship even when I didn't feel like it because I kept being told this is what we need to do and every I would go through a battle in my mind it, it was almost like I had the enemy speaking in one side. Mm -hmm. I had my spiritual side knowing what the word said and knowing what I need to do. They were battling and my physical body, I was exhausted. And we got into uh, a few months ago, I had gone and I was helping Glenn a little bit upstairs doing media. And this is the first time that this happened. 
and I really, this is what hit me, I think, and I really knew what was going on at this point. I didn't feel good, didn't want to be there. I was upstairs helping him, and I wasn't doing something right. I was missing things, and he come over and said something a, a little, he hadn't had any sleep, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't the normal Glenn, and it just upset me to the point I got up and walked out. I went out to the car and I sat there and I bawled and I cried. And this is the first time that the enemy said to me, you just need to end it. Nobody wants you around. They wouldn't care if you were gone. And I knew right then what was going on. And I said right then, devil, not today not today and I took that thought captive like the word says casting down arguments or imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ 2 Corinthians 10 5 and that's what I did that day if you're going through this you need to know the Lord because I'm going to tell you me feeling like I had to go to church and still hearing the word and still going in there and singing the songs and praising even when I didn't feel like it that's why I'm still here because I was to the point that I did not know how I was going to keep going Amen You can't do this by yourself. I don't care how hard you try. You can't fix it. And guys, on the other part of that aspect of being the one beside her and watch her going through this, uh, not knowing exactly what to do is a battle within itself because men were designed to fix things. And especially me. Uh, I've, I've got to fix it. And most time I make it worse by trying to fix it. <laughs> but all the thing we can do, and, and, and God had told me, He says, all you can do is pray. And that's all I've done. I would encourage her as much as I could. I, I would I would try my best to show her that I, I loved her, that I was there. I, I did not leave her to fend by herself, but my battle uh, was on my knees praying for her. And standing in the gap because I knew that she needed it. I knew in my past of what I went through, uh, I had battled bipolar uh, in the early 2000s, and I knew what I went through, and I didn't have anybody there, um, and I had attempted suicide on several occasions. I had nobody, so that in my mind, I says. I cannot let that happen to her. I had to be there for her. And the outpouring of what she did was continuing going to church. And we had discussions about not going to church. Yeah, uh, he got on me yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, um, I don't even remember. There was one Sunday afternoon, and I don't even remember um, what you had said to me. But I remember, I, I think I even screamed at you and said, 
you know, you can't do anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have to. I have to come through this. Yeah. You can't. You can't fix it. Exactly. And that's when I realized that all I, my responsibility as a husband and a child of God was to pray. That's all I could do. It was in God's hands, and God's had to take take care of it. If she was to come out of this, it was going to take God. And what I think really helped you was beforehand like you said a while ago you had God to lean on yeah. you you still had that passion in you although your <laughs> strength and your thinking was saying I don't want to do anything but subconsciously your spirit body was overriding what your flesh was telling you see guys that's why it's so important for us to be in the word and have a relationship with God. Without it, we don't have that drive, that passion to keep us going. It's got to be a passion. It's got to be a desire. It just cannot be something that we do. It cannot be a hobby, in other words. Because a lot of times we put religion as a hobby. And I know there was there was many days that, you know, when I started going through that and... Um, and the enemy started putting those thoughts in my head and you know I there there was many days that I just could not pray and all I could say was Jesus Jesus help me God I need you and there and for the longest time I felt like I couldn't hear him at all there was no emotion whatsoever I would go to church and I would do these things but I felt nothing and I was like, God, I need you. And I didn't know how I was gonna come out of it because he wasn't he wasn't answering. And there were there was a couple couple other times that you know the enemy came to me um, wanted me to end it. No, and toward the last, I finally, I, I needed some prayer warriors to surround me and pray for my protection. And two of my sweetest friends from church, I finally confided in them and told them what was going on. And told them that I needed prayer because I was almost to the point to where I just couldn't do it anymore. And if it hadn't been for them encouraging me, sending me encouraging words and uh, songs to listen to and just keep pushing me. And if Glenn had been praying for me, I don't think I would be here today. So, guys, that's why it is so important. And especially if you have children or teenagers look for those signs you cannot go through this by yourself you need help but you mostly need Jesus amen that is the key right there is Jesus um, you know I think she talked about her lowest point um, a while ago um, 
about when she realized she was at the end, when the enemy had come to her and told her, you just need to end it. Yeah, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping yeah. at all. He just kept throwing things at me. But yeah, I wasn't sleeping at night and getting up and going to work. I tried everything. I was like, man, Lord, I, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being someone that don't have the, the blessings of God in my life. You know, knowing that I have been forgiven of my sins and knowing that I can go to someone that has the power to deliver me from anything that we face. Yeah. You know, I don't know how anybody does it. Um, I couldn't make it. Um, she talked about praying a while ago, and her prayers seemed not to be getting nowhere. The other day, the other night, I was riding down the road, and, and a thought came to my mind, and I says, God, what do you do when you seem like your prayers are not going nowhere? They're just hitting the ceiling. You don't feel like there's no answer. And the only thing he told me was pray and pray and pray until you get a breakthrough sometimes when we start praying babe we don't feel a thing no and we want to give up and stop but let me tell you a little secret guys if you will continue to pray the bible says pray without ceasing um and in other words he means don't stop. I'm not saying that we should be on our knees 24-7, but we can always have a prayerful spirit, something in our minds and our hearts that's praying, you know. And if we'll do that, again, it keeps our mind focused on the Father. It keeps our mind focused on Him. And then we can feel the anointing come through. It may take two or three days to get a breakthrough. But it the, may take two or three weeks. Yeah. It may take a couple months. Exactly. It don't always come at the same time. Exactly. So saying that, what kept you fighting? I knew. I know the word. I know that the word said, just like you said before, what the enemy is here to do, to kill, steal, and destroy. I knew... The Lord created me for a purpose. I know that my purpose here has not been fulfilled. I was angry at the devil because I knew what he was trying to do. And I think that I was just stubborn enough that <laughs> I wasn't I was not given up to him. And I knew eventually that the Lord would bring me through this no matter how hard it was and no matter what I felt I knew because his word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us Amen. Amen. that he will always be there and I kept running that over in my mind and even though I didn't want to I put the Bible app on my phone every morning. I turned it on. I would go to work and turn pray music on even though I didn't want to listen to it. I did it because I knew that I needed to get that word in me. I had to keep fighting. 
Alright. And when we do that, guys, breakthrough's gonna come. It's got to. Because if we will bombard heaven with our praise, God will hear it. And he will deliver. Um, it's all throughout the Bible. Elijah sat in that uh, cave and God kept saying, where are you? Where are you? Elijah realized that God had not left him. He was right there through the thick of it. He was there. So don't give up. Don't give up. As we come to close, I have one last question for you. Okay. Is there any advice you could give others of what to do when you feel things coming on or getting or just things are not right? Well, like I said, sometimes it's hard to know in the beginning. Some, sometimes you may know, but I had no idea. Um, I would say, first of all, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you need that more than anything. Amen. You could do that where you're at tonight. All Amen. you got to do is open your mouth, confess it. You know who Jesus is. You know that he was raised from the dead. Amen. He created you. He loves you. And all he's standing with open arms. I mean, it doesn't matter what you've done in life. Right. It doesn't matter at all. He's standing there waiting on you to say, I want you in my life. I'm sorry for what I've done. You know? That's and it. It's not hard. Um, it's very simple. Uh, God didn't make it hard. He just said, you've confessed with your mouth and believe in your heart. Yeah. He said, you shall be saved. And if you're listening to us this evening and you don't know Lord as your Savior, I'm asking you tonight just to stop where you're at and just repeat after me. Father, I am a sinner. God, I ask you today to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and make me whole. God, I'm tired of living a life of sin. I want what they have talked about tonight. I want to know that peace. I want to know the joy that only you can provide. Now, if you've prayed that prayer and you believed it, drop me a comment in the uh, remarks there. Send me an email. Let me know what God has done for you. I know there's people out here that's facing depression, but you do not have to go for it alone. God is right there. All you need to do is surrender to Him and just give it to Him. Guys, I thank you so much. You got something to add? Yeah. You know, um, also, if you are going through something or you know someone that is, be there. Be there for them. Yes, yes. Um, and if you're the one going through it, find somebody to talk to. Find someone that can give you some encouragement to help you walk through this. You know, that's it really helped me to have people there, even though I like keeping things to myself. <laughs> that's for sure. But you do need somebody. Yes, you do. And, you know, it could be that you need to go to the doctor. It may be a chemical imbalance that you need medication for. 
Um, there's even a such thing that I looked up, a seasonal depression. So, you know, there's a lot of different things. Things may be going on and, you know, talk to somebody. But the one thing that, go to the Lord. Amen. Ask Him for help. Every single day, the enemy's going to attack you just like he did did me when you're going through this. He's going to, you know, want you to n not go out. He's going to want you to stay in bed. He's going to want you to stay at home. He's going to want you to stay away from people. He's going to want yeah. you to sit there and sulk and let him speak in your head. You have to cast those thoughts down. Tell him where to go back yeah. to the pits of hell. Go ahead. And you have got to take hold of this. Amen. Get some help. Listen to your praise mu music. Worship. Yes. Worship yes. Him even yes. in, when you don't feel like it. Yes. Listen to the Word. If you don't feel like reading it, turn it on and listen to it. There are people out there ready to help you. I'm here. If you need mm -hmm. me, contact me. I will pray with you. I will encourage you. I will talk to you. Amen. But you can get through this one way or another. Amen. Do not let the enemy defeat you. He did not defeat me. He is not going to defeat me. Amen. And that's why I wanted to do this. To Hallelujah. give him a kick in yes. the teeth. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's done. It's finished. The Lord, the Lord did it all. Amen. He knows your future. He knows what you've gone through. He knows what you're going through. And He is there with you even if you don't feel like He is. He is Amen. there. Amen. Amen. Guys, you heard it. He's there. Uh, there's old saying is, what you feed yourself leads you. Uh, so feed yourself the Word. Amen. I want to thank my special guest, my lovely wife. Uh, without her, I'd be lost. <laughs> uh, she's she's my uh, encourager. She's everything that God has planned her to be in my life, and I thank you for that. Guys, I thank you for your time. I want to throw a little bug in your ear right quick. I am working on another special guest. Don't know how I'm going to make it working, but my daughter has been delivered with an addiction of drugs was addicted for ever since she was 18 she is now 32 or 33 see I can't remember but she has been free now for almost two years um, and I want to get her to share her story and what she went through uh, because God has done it <laughs> not nobody else it's only been God, uh, and I want to get her on, but I'm going to figure out some way to do it. She lives in Greensboro, and I'm here in Hickory, so it's going to be a challenge. I have an idea. Don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to get it done. Uh, but guys, share this. Go to and subscribe to our Facebook page, The Power of the Word of God. And our YouTube page the power of the Word of God and uh, share those videos and listen to them we just completed a series on a man after God's own heart it was great I enjoyed it and 
love for you to listen to it again. Can we have a prayer for these yeah, people? We're going we're mm-hmm. gonna to pray for everybody before we, we leave here. So at the end of this prayer, we'll say goodbye and God bless you. Heavenly Father, I glorify you. I honor you today. I thank you, Father, that you are our God, our Lord, our Savior, and in you we put our trust in. Father, regardless of the situation or or what we're facing in our life today, you have the answer. You are our hope, our peace, our joy. And God, we just thank you because you are there. You said you'd never leave us, never forsake us, but you go with us until the end of the world. Now, Father, I pray for each and every one that hears this broadcast. I pray, God, that whatever they're facing, depression, whatever it is, God, God, I pray they'll turn it to you. Father, they'll get in the word. They'll get on their knees. They'll pray. Father, they'll listen to you. Father, it may be hard right now. It may be a struggle. But God, we have seen tonight, Father, through those struggles and through those pains, Father, you came out victorious. And God, we're believing that for them right now. We're standing in the gap and believing that deliverance and victory and the breakthrough is on its way. Now, God, we come against everything that the enemy is trying to do, trying to defeat families, trying to destroy lives. Father, we come against it right now. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I just praise you. I give you thanks for it. I give you glory on all things. For it's your name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you, saints. We love you, and we will see you again.